0: Welcome to Making Connections, a WMNT series on diversifying our future.
1: Hello, I'm Mimi Pickering, your host for this edition of Making Connections News. We begin with an interview with Whitney Kimball Coe, Director of National Programs for the Center for Rural Strategies. In that role, she leads the Rural Assembly, a nationwide movement of people and organizations building a smarter, greener, more inclusive rural America. For the first time, the Rural Assembly will convene virtually, beginning on Monday, October 26, and wrapping up on Friday, October 30. I interviewed Whitney at her home in Athens, Tennessee, about what we can expect at Rural Assembly Everywhere.
0: Well, the Rural Assembly is, it's a, I think of it as a movement um, of rural leaders from across the country um, who, who uh, come together to be connected to one another and who also come together to be connected to a national platform that is focused on um, building better policy for rural America. Um, so it's been around uh, since 2007, the Rural Assembly has, and we've gathered in person Um, this network of leaders since then. Uh, But this year, of course, with COVID um, in front of us, there was no way that we could gather in person, but it still felt really essential um, that we are still doing the work of connecting to one another. So that's why we've launched Rural Assembly Everywhere, started to put that together. Um, Actually, it's um, Let's see, it's next week, <laughs> it starts next week, this festival uh, of ideas and speakers and, uh, and over 900 registrants, um, people who have registered will be there.
1: Are you seeing um, some advantages in, be, in doing this as a virtual event and, and how does it kind of relate to what we're all feeling about COVID these days?
0: Yeah, you know, there are definitely advantages to virtual gatherings, of course, in the sense of, you know, um, maybe there's more access for a lot of people and for a lot of speakers whom we, whom we may not um, be able to get in other circumstances, people we may not be able to bring to a stage, a physical space, um, but a virtual platform allows them to just zoom in um, and be with us. So that's that's really wonderful. Um, at the same time, we know there are limitations to the virtual platform, and it's not lost on us that so many rural people are struggling with broadband connection still in 2020, um, and COVID has only brought that into greater relief. So uh, I, I hold this lightly, um, this understanding that virtual is a, is a good opportunity, but it's also, um, it also presents a barrier for some people. But I... Uh, you know, I felt like we needed to do this anyway, that this was this was one way, one pathway for us to bring people together and make sure that they feel connected and have a sense of um, being connected to a whole, to something
1: bigger. I know I feel it in speaking to different people as we are, you know, entering nine months or eight months that, that people are really craving um, some contact and um, outside their their cat and their dog and their spouse if they've got one or or children or whatever so uh and then it seems like the response that you've gotten of 900 registrations would indicate that for sure Mm
0: -hmm. I i think that's true um i think we're all feeling disconnected uh in many ways and um the conversation we're wanting to have at everywhere is is one that's ultimately based in a sense of belonging and um, and a hope and ideas about a hopeful future. You know, how do, we, how do we work together, come back together to strengthen our democracy, um, to overcome uh, all the barriers we know exist and the disparities that exist in rural? Um, we need to be able to have these conversations and stay connected.
1: So tell me a little bit about um, the format and how that's going to work and, and some of the speakers or activities you're excited about?
0: You know, creating the format was really interesting because we'd never done this before. So we had to think about, you know, when can people from Alaska tune in? Uh, Will they be awake if we start the programming at a certain time? And same thing with, you know, just all the time zones, wanting to make sure that people have an opening to participate. So we decided that we needed to start programming later in the afternoon, Eastern time. So we'll begin with main stage, Um, keynote talks at 2 p.m. And those will run until 4 p.m. for those five days, the 26th through the 30th. And then in the evening on the East Coast, uh, starting about five o'clock, we'll have breakout sessions, which are supposed to be deeper dives into very specific topics like broadband or climate change or um, gender equity, um, racial equity, uh, so a, a number of really interesting topics um, in the evening for people to, to dive into. And then even later at 7.30 p.m. every night, we will have a happy hour. And that is where we're, we're capping participation at 50 people uh, each evening. So you want to be one of the first to register if you want to participate in those happy hours. Um, and that's a place where you can do a little networking. And, and ho- that's sort of like your beer ticket at a conference, we, we hope. Um, and as far as the things I'm excited about, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm so excited to hear from speakers whom we, we haven't heard from before on a rural assembly stage, people you might consider to be more urban focused or more mainstream focused, um, but we've brought here and Put, put them in a rural space, um, and they are applying a rural lens to the talk that they're giving. So folks like Dr. Richard Besser, um, who is the, was the former um, chair of the CDC and, and is now the president of Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, he'll be speaking. And then we've got Danielle Allen, who's a Harvard professor, historian, classicist, somebody who speaks on um, uh, strengthening our democracy. We have Krista Tippett from On Being, and that's, that's something that's really thrilling for me because I got to be on that program at one point, um, and I get to interview Krista this time. So she interviewed me in 2018, and I get to interview her at Rural Assembly Everywhere. We also have Sarah Smarsh coming um, and Kathleen Sibelius. So those are some really incredible keynotes. And we'll be talking about, of course, the coronavirus. We'll be talking about the 2020 election and the rural vote. People really will want to um, know about that, I'm sure. Uh, the Daily Yonder, our online news platform, is hosting an entire day of programming. And it's that Monday, the 1026. Um, and that's that's where we'll be doing a lot of the deep dives into um, specific topics for 2020. So those there's just so much. Uh, and, and again, that virtual platform allows us a little flexibility um, to provide, you know, multiple uh, conversations at uh, different times and across the
1: whole day. That's wonderful. And, and I think there'll be, um, there'll be some film and some music, any of that kind of stuff? Yeah,
0: yeah thank you for bringing that up. That's, um, that was something that was really important to us at the get-go when we started planning this was This idea that, you know, a lot of us are missing music festivals, cultural events, arts events uh, during this time of COVID, right? Because you you can't gather in big groups. It's hard hard to go indoors. Um, Some of those music festivals that we'd all signed up for uh, were canceled, of course, um, even though they were outdoors. So I wanted to see how Rural Assembly Everywhere could also meet that need. And so we will bring you a number of musicians. Uh, we've got a, uh, a clog dancer, a clogging dancer, a flatfoot dancer um, who's sent us several um, things to share with, with everyone. We have uh, SB Goodman, who's an incredible musician and was recently profiled in Rolling Stone. Um, we have Kishana Armstrong, who is an incredible um, African-American woman, singer, songwriter who re- resides in Nashville, but her roots are very rural. Uh, and then we've also got a number of poets who, have, who will bring their original poetry and a young person um, and a, a former U.S. Uh, poet laureate, too.
1: Wow, wow. I did just read that um, Sarah Smarsh has her new book on Dolly Parton has come out. So I don't know if she's going to bring Dolly with her.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, a goal of mine is to one day. And if Dolly's listening to this, to bring Dolly Parton to the rural assembly, um, whatever the format is, whether it's virtual or in person. Um, but I'm, I'm so pleased to have Sarah Smarsh with us. She's a shero of mine and an incredible author author of Heartland, um, and a commentator on, um, class and economy and rural economies. And she will be talking a bit about her new book, um, which is about the songs of Dolly Parton, and which I listened to this past weekend um, on Audible, because it was just released on October
1: 13th. From from what I know about Dolly, it seems like um, Dolly's values are so much those of the Rural Assembly. I like to think so.
0: Our tagline for the Rural Assembly, of course, is building a more inclusive nation, all the people all the places. And that does seem like something Dolly might say um, or wear on a sparkly t-shirt or something.
1: So when the rural assembly, the virtual event is over, what are your hopes will come out of it or grow from it?
0: Hmm. Um, I'm trying to be real, um, what's the word? I'm trying to be very um, honest about that in the sense of, you know, uh, the thing about virtual gatherings is you, you know to some extent who attends and what their backgrounds are and their experiences, but to, in a lot of ways you don't because you don't meet them face-to-face. So there's this lack of individualized connection, and the Rural Assembly is built on relationships in a lot of ways. So I feel like at previous Rural Assemblies, you have the opportunity to talk one-on-one very uh, uh Directly with individuals and think about ways you can collaborate further on topics and issues or um, on policy areas. But for this, I'm hoping, I'm trying to be very humble about it. What will what will happen after this? I'm not exactly sure. I'm hopeful that people will feel inspired, they'll feel reconnected um, to their to rural culture and identity. Um, If they're just, if they come from a place that's not a rural place. Um, if they're just rural curious, then I hope they will feel some greater affinity for rural America um, and that, that will, it will help people stay afloat into 2021. Um, and we'll keep on creating programming, virtual programming, um, certainly while COVID's going on, um, and hope that people will want to engage uh, with us afterward. You know, in part, this is an experiment. I think we're all experimenting right now during COVID to see how, you, how we can be the most inclusive, how we can practice the reality that we want to usher in to the world. How do we practice it? How do we demonstrate it when we can't be in the same room together? Um, and I really appreciate all those, all those folks who have already registered, 900 plus people who have already registered and in a way have consented to going, on this, uh, ex- going in this, into this experiment with us. And um, we're all going to learn something from it, um, about technology for sure, but also about what it takes to build bridges and and be connected in a virtual world.
1: That was Whitney Kimball Cole. You can register for the Rural Assembly Everywhere at ruralassembly.org. It's free and events start on Monday, October 26th. Making Connections
0: is brought to you by WMMT, Mountain Community Radio. Find out more at makingconnectionsnews.org.